What's up everybody, Esoteric Eddie here, Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to the audio version of Esoteric Eddie TV. I hope you enjoy this episode. Peace. But every project I did, there's always some weird shit. It's just that shit's always been following. My engineer is there. We're gonna start recording. I pull up the next day to start recording. Guys, dang. The cover was something I decided because I'm like, you know what? It's a very influential aesthetic yeah. because you can see what happened now. Everybody's using all this dark shit that we did 20 years ago. 2012, 2013. My boy was in Queens. He's an engineer and he gets a call that Kanye is gonna come in and do some some after mixing. And my boy pulls out the art of dying. So Kanye looks at it. He's like, yo. I shit some other shit, bro. This is when he was doing college dropout. He's wearing polo bears. But it's funny to see how he reacted to that. That cover, it left a mark on him. Because most people who see it, you can't not see it again. It's, it's I'll admit it, it makes me feel weird sometimes. I just found this book that somebody was looking for it for me for years. It's crazy rare. It's really expensive. As soon as I seen it, I'm like, that's it. The cover's gonna hurt people. I want the cover to really fucking destroy people. Not now, but in 20, 30, and 40 years. I'm like, but if I could just make a cover that's gonna be eternal forever, it can mess you up You can make it work for you Really what it is You have to protect your energy That's really the most important thing to do So if you look at the stuff That's going on now They don't want you to have Any kind of basis for reality Everything is almost a simulation now It's hard to beat What they put in the air You're gonna be depressed You're gonna be suicidal You're gonna not wanna leave your house You're gonna be violent You're gonna feel like shit You're gonna have problems With your breathing With your skin With your sexuality So the message is either Take care of yourself Or you're fucking doomed What's up, everybody? Esoteric Eddie here. Namaste. Today, I have a legendary guest, somebody who I've been listening to my entire um, young adult life, pretty much for the past 20 years or so. And he's uh, a famous hip hop artist, you know, very prolific artist and has traveled the world touring his music and so much more and has played an integral role, I believe, in the awakening process of uh, humanity through through the music, I believe, definitely in my life. And with that being said, everybody, welcome Gore Elohim to Esoteric Eddie TV. Peace, peace. Thanks What's for having up, me. Man? What's up? Hey, thanks for doing this. Yeah, you already know, bro. Just chilling, man. Just, you know, day by day maintaining, you know? Heck yeah, it's heck it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird times, so. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we're going to get into a lot, man. And um, I'm sure we're not going to be able to get into everything this time around. But before we get deep, um, Gore, I just want to uh, express some gratitude, man. And I don't want to make things awkward and flatter you too much. But I just want you to know, and I definitely want the people to know, like how much your music, your work has influenced my life. I started listening. Yeah, I started listening to you um, probably right around the age of like 12, 12, 13, you know? So that was that well over 10 years ago, 15 years ago, something like that. I don't even know anymore. And so I grew up around hip hop, my older brothers, my cousins, everything. We were all hip hop artists, graffiti artists, all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, I just really, I really resonated with your music because I found it at a, at a time where I was at a crossroads, you know, getting into drugs, psychedelics, and I was awakening to, the corruption of this world awakening to the illuminati and all these different things and so <clears throat> i really resonated with with the heaviness of your music with the truth of your music and so much so that one of my first uh, graffiti names back when i used to tag was was gore 
that's what's up. Yeah, I used to go around writing gore, not to bite your name or anything. You know, I was a kid. No doubt, know. no doubt. But yeah, yeah, you played a huge role in my life and, and in uh, the life of, of my friends and cousins. And of course, through your individual music, but also the music that you did with nonfiction and that you do with nonfiction, that was major too. We loved that group. We loved that group. We loved everything you guys did and are continuing to do. To this day, man, I'm, I still bump your music, man. Like I fucking love New America, uh, just the whole Art of Dying album as well. That's what's up, man. Yeah, so real quick before we get deep, um, just let the people know, you know, who it is that you are and what it is that you do uh i'm gore i guess it's it's uh depends how you look at it on what i do or what i don't do or you know what i'm saying i just i'm just a musician at the end of the day you know um maybe a wordsmith you know yeah just do, just being me you know what i'm saying just <laughs> just maintaining you know Absolutely, man. Well, so you've you've traveled the world at this point. You've seen a lot of countries um, through your work. You've met a lot of big names, b big artists, celebrities. I'm assuming. Um, and how long have you been making music? Um, I started making demos, kind of like as a kid, just like as as maybe like twelve or thirteen. Okay. So, you know, I don't know if that was, if that was like, you know, late eighties, 90, you know what I'm saying? Like real, real, real young, you know what I'm saying? Cause I didn't, you know, I didn't really have equipment. So back in the day, if you had a Casio SK one or something, you know what I'm saying? Which only had like two seconds of sample time and you had to mess with that similar to the one first daylight album. You know, there was only a couple of seconds, but me and my man, 10K, um, we started really doing demos like that. But as far as, like, music itself, you know, I was, like, maybe three or four. Just, you know, my pops had left. My pops split real early on. So I didn't really have, you know, it's like my mom worked. You know what I'm saying? So I was, I was at the crib a lot. So I would just find shit that, like, you know, I was nosy. You know what I'm saying? You're a little kid. You'd be going in drawers and stuff. And you're looking at stuff you probably shouldn't even be looking at. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my pops, you know, my pops left records in this, this big chest. So when I cared enough, I would go through that. I would find eight tracks, cassettes, and just, just a huge collection of stuff, which later on became my bus. Hold on one sec. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, technology, yo. <laughs> no nah, worries. but I was saying is, um, yes, my pops left all these records, and I was able to go through them once I cared enough, and those eventually became like pretty influential stuff. You know, what I'm saying a lot of prog, a lot of psychedelic stuff, a lot of the acid rock stuff like Pink Floyd and Sid Barrett, and all that stuff. And then, like, my mom had all these eight tracks like ABBA and all this other shit, so. My dad left me and just being alone and just having a receiver and just, you know, radio, radio was a big deal back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just fucking around with the radio and like learning how to use electronics as a kid and the records, that's really what kind of pushed me to really go in that direction. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as far as actually recording, doing demos, probably like 90, 91. And then by 92, we started trying to like, you know, we were already like, we were trying to put together a scene because like in New York, you didn't really see that much. You had groups that were established that were coming up, but they had they had record deals already. So, you know, the first Cypress Hill record, Brand Nubian, all that stuff, we had seen that, but, you know, we knew we were different and there really wasn't a lot of MCs that kind of looked like us that were really doing it. It's like, yeah, you had third base that came out at the time and much respect to Pete Nice, you know what I'm saying? You had Lord Scotch, who was the first, the first white dude, you know what I'm saying, to rap back in the day, Keel, shout out to Keel. Um, but there really wasn't a lot of dudes doing it, you know what I'm saying? Like me, me and you know, me and Bill and me and whoever, we would just roll up to clubs and we were the only dudes, you know, white or mixed, whatever, Hispanic, whatever you want to, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? We was the yeah. only dudes. We was constantly like getting into shit. Is people just didn't care about the underground in 1992. Like, yo, we're doing what we're doing. And this is like our, you know, we were kids, but we're like, this is our time. You know what I'm saying? We had Rakim, we had EPMD, all these people, Public Enemy, all these people meant the world to us. But we wanted to do something. We could put our footprints in something that 20, 30 years ago, like, okay, these guys, these guys did this. This was some other shit. This was like some next weird shit. But yeah. it was planted. So, yeah, so we were just trying to plant the seeds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Your guys' style was definitely unique. It was it was unprecedented, and I really like it. You know, to this day, I I kind of gravitate around a lot of um, darker art. You know, I mean, I like it all, but like my life as a young person, right. and even today, is is has been pretty heavy. You know, and and so I, I gravitate yeah. towards dark arts, through the esoteric, the occult. Um, so you're you're part Mexican, half Mexican, or yeah, yeah. My dad, my dad is Mexican. Okay, that's cool, man. Yeah, I'm Mexican too. I didn't really know that till, till later on. Um, mm -hmm. And so you said your dad left. Did your dad like just straight up leave for good, or was he just like not there a lot? Um, I mean, I was like, I was, I was probably two years old, so I don't really remember that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they split up. I don't really know exactly what happened. He's from Mexico, literally, so he was. You know, he was just ready to be out. So he was like, before I, I'm out, he was going to go to Cali and start a business, you know, um, which he did eventually when I was only like two or three years old. And after Cali, he went back to Mexico where he's been ever since. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you don't he had no never... desire. He had no desire to ever come back here. And have you talked to him at all? Any interaction at all? Oh, um, you know, it's it's a weird thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, there's times over the years, you know, when I was younger, we didn't talk, you know, and I was like, you know, okay, everybody's got problems with their parents and shit or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I was so used to, you know, my mom's past when I was 16. So I don't have any brothers or sisters like natural ones. So yeah. I've been on my own, own, own since I'm 16. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Ice cream for breakfast. You know what I'm saying? That kind shit. of shit. You know what I'm saying? So I never looked at stuff the way other people did. So other people, other people had a system, had a um, had a foundation. I didn't have anything, so for me, anything anything was a go. If I did this, wanted to do that, boom, boom, boom. I just really did it. I didn't have to answer nobody. I didn't speak to nobody about it. I just did it. So 
there's pros and cons of that. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah, maybe when you're younger, you want more of a foundation. Yeah, it'd been cool if my pops was around teaching me how to use the stereo equipment or whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I was yeah. like, all right, cool. It ain't in my cards. So you kind of learn that when you're younger because the grass is always greener. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like growing up, I had friends that had like huge four or five bedroom houses. You know what I'm saying? Cars, siblings. I mean, every, everything that I didn't have shit. You know what I'm saying? So I was just, I was just like, okay, I'm going to have to make my own way however it's going to be. You know, so basically it went on from there. So just recording, you know, it's always been music that was a gradual, gradual thing over education, over, over anything really. Yeah. Dang. So, so your pops left and then and your mom passed away when you were 16. So what was that passing like? Like, how did you go from living with your mom to now being on your own? Where, where did you go from there? Um, I mean, some of it, honestly, it's like a blackout. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that happens, you kind of black some of it out. Um, but, you know, like, I was with somebody, then my girl, we, you know, I stayed at her crib. You know, you just do certain things. But basically, I was just, it wasn't nobody. There wasn't nobody around. My dad didn't come. Like, for the funeral, he never came. He never really asked. He didn't, he, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say that he didn't care. But it seemed to me he didn't really give a shit. Because if I'm 16 to 17, I'm already living in the projects. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We already been living there. So the minute my mom dies, I get a call from the projects. They're trying to evict me. The same week she died, they're trying to evict me out of the apartment. Damn. So I'm like, y'all know I'm 16, right? You know, like, I'm a fucking kid, right? So what's, what's that about? But I can't get a lawyer. I don't, you know, you're, you're young. You know? Yeah, I didn't have shit. So I'm just like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. from there, he moved me to another apartment, my own apartment, which was a one bedroom, which was really just across from the park, same project, same hood, just across from the park. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's where I set up shop. You know what I'm saying? Where, where was this beat, at? Music. Where was this at? Where were you growing up? This was this was this was in Canarsie. This was um, this was Glenwood Houses. Okay. Yeah, I'm from I'm yeah. from southern I'm from Southern California. I'm out here in San Diego. Okay. So I'm okay. not too familiar with that area. Yeah, it's it's Canarsie. It's like a lot of areas you've seen in the movies, certain stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah. it was more like south of that. So the projects were like on the borderline of like Flatbush and Canarsie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like my zip code was one one two three three four, but it was still Canarsie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, what were you doing at that time to like uh, make a living to stay afloat? Um, I mean, I always had little jobs back then. Most of it was like bullshit, like, you know, working in the deli, working in the supermarket, stealing cold cuts, you know, selling, selling dime bags, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, you know, it, it, it's like my people's never had that extra. We never had that helping hand. None of us came from money. None of us came from shit. No opportunities, no hookups. The jobs with your with uncles and shit. We didn't have none of that. So we had to just go out and basically fend for every penny. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, it's it's not, you know, my story, it's 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 dark and fucked up and this and that, but probably no more than anybody else's, you know what I'm saying? Or whoever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Yeah, your music it's it's really dark and and I like it. You know, I again I resonate a lot with that and um so I can see how that progressed, but do you feel like your music 
is dark because of what you've gone through or was there other things that influenced that style i never really questioned it you know some people some of these guys are like let me let me write let me be dark or let me you know let me have that aesthetic let me try to use gothic lettering and, and wear black and you know but that shit never it never occurred to me because it always felt it always felt normal to me you know what i mean all that all that all the stuff you mentioned before all that esoteric stuff it was never thought about you know what i'm saying like me and my mom lived in the apartment we already had apparitions you know what i'm saying my mom already had you know people who were were, were ghost hunters and all that shit. every apartment we lived in and most of the apartments i lived in even by myself after that all of them had apparitions you know what i'm saying every one of them had apparitions i could write a book on that you know what i'm saying just just the stories of all that shit. that shit is crazy bro but yeah that would be cool man i would definitely read that book yeah man it's, it's you know it's a lot of stuff bro you know what i'm saying so yeah so you so you grew just, up just seeing... the dark stuff the dark stuff also it's like it's normal but it's like music too you know what i'm saying the music yeah. would bring it out so it's like i liked a lot of i liked a lot of soul music but not just danceable happy cool in the gang shit you know what i'm saying i liked a lot of dark soul a lot of dark prog a lot of weird stuff that's like rock but not it's like jazz rock but really fucked up and and, and esoteric you know yeah and then that moved into and then that moved into hip-hop but with hip-hop it was like i felt like you know all these guys were just kind of normal you know what i'm saying yeah even like even the old school stuff they're rapping about you know taking taking bitches to hotels you know hip-hop you know spoon you know spoonie g all these guys so i felt like when i was coming up i'm like yeah i could do that but i really want to just be true to myself because there's only one me i could sound like this guy or i could copy rakim or but i just want to be me you know what i'm saying yeah. however that came out negative positive fail succeed that's all i really want to do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah man 100%. it's just taking a ch it's just taking a chance really because you don't really know what's really going to happen when you're younger you just don't know you could try to practice and you can get better go to different studios but if the real if the real thing isn't inside you you can't really it's not gonna you know what i'm saying it's yeah. really gotta be there it's gotta it's gotta be inside first oh yeah i agree man like all the plans i had as a kid none of it went the way i thought it was going to go for better or for worse yeah you know you quickly learn as you get older that life has other plans for you correct you know and uh for better or for worse and then like you just said once you really start to mature and, and really start to become have that self-efficacy of being able to actually yep. imagine what you want in life and make it manifest through your actions that's when the, yep. the real power starts to happen um dang dude so you grew up you so you saw ghosts as a kid growing up yeah but i mean all kinds of shit but it, it became like it, it became not even a big deal to me because i was so used to it what's like uh, yeah. one of the gnarliest or like weirdest uh, I mean, experiences i mean I, I don't even know how to explain it because it's, it's it's so fucking bizarre um some of the shit i'm not even gonna describe because you know, it's like somebody would easily be watching, like, yeah, this guy's full of shit. Yeah, I know. There's a million, you know, so some shit's like, it's not, it ain't worth talking about. But one particular instance, we're in the crib, me and my girl, my boy 10K, and, uh, and his girl and shit. 
we're just watching a movie, ordering Chinese food, whatever. It's not the Chinese food. It wasn't the it wasn't the processed heroin or <laughs> or stuff in the Chinese food. So yeah. nobody was smoking, nobody was drinking, everybody was sober. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're just eating, and my living room was sort of right here, and my kitchen was to the left. So something I felt weird, and I just looked towards my my dining room, and it's like this shit pops literally pops out of my wall, popped out of my wall like probably maybe six two, six three, and it's like you ever you ever seen those books back in the day that 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 teach you like how to draw cartoon characters and shit. Yeah. You know, how to draw muscles. Like, you know, you start, you draw the circles. Like, for the mu it's just, it's basically circular. It's circular pieces. You understand? Yeah. So this shit pops out of the wall, but it's like, it's like a light bright. It's like electric. It's electric things around the shape. So I'm like, yo, God, you know, I take an acid before that, but it had nothing to do with that. Trust me, it, it had been, it had made sense if we were tripping, but you know what I'm saying? We weren't. So I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And I'm looking, and it's like, when that shit happens, everything stops. Like, your breathing stops, your sense, you're just, you're locked in to whatever you're actually seeing. So you can't really move. So I'm looking, I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? And it was like, the more I looked at it, it was like a pirate. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yeah, it's weird, bro. It was like a swashbuckler dressed in the garb from 1820. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this dude had, like, a thing, a long coat. He had, like, that the hat with the longer hair. Yo, this shit was crazy, bro. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what the fuck? Nobody even said anything next to me, so I don't think they even knew what was going on. So I'm just sitting there, and this thing is just slowly like this, moving through my hallway. What? It just moved into my, and it moved into my kitchen, where I couldn't see it. So we just all sat there. My girl's like, yo. So I turn around to her. I'm like, yo, if you tell me you've seen something and it's not what I've seen or you didn't see anything, I got to go check in somewhere. I got, yeah. I got some problems. I got some problems. You know what I'm saying? So she's like, no, no, no. She's like, I've seen it. It was a pirate. It was like an old pirate. I'm like, no doubt. So, what? yeah, it's weird, bro. And what's even weirder is around that same time, my boy's mom she lived on the other side of the projects, like maybe eight or nine buildings north. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a big, projects were a big circular housing development. So she lived on the other side. She had a dream maybe a week later, and she's, or she's awake. I don't know. She opens her eyes, and there was a pirate in her room walking towards her baby crib and, you know, reaching out to go take the baby. So she got up, freaking out. She ran over. By the time she got to the crib, whatever it was, was gone. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. So she was just like, yo, what the fuck? So my boy is like, yo, my mom seen this. You know, so it's like very, you know, I don't know what Glenwood Projects has to do with pirates, swashbucklers, but the thing with apparitions is it doesn't matter what it is. They, they, you know, they're on the land from 300 years ago. Yeah. They're just traveling, so it's not. It wouldn't make sense that there's pirates in Brooklyn. Yeah. I don't even care. It's not, it's not like I got. Uh, I care about pirates. I don't be collecting pirates. You know what I'm saying yeah. I don't have pirate shirts and hats. Like I don't give a shit about pirates. Uh. You know what I mean? So I don't give a fuck about pirates in the Caribbean or like you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is this thing doing in the crib? So you know, 
That was weird. Wow. I mean, for, I can go on, bro. It's like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, it like, I want to say 03, 04, I was living in this house and I was renting this house from a Haitian woman, a Haitian family. And it was a huge house, bro. I had one part of mine, which was separated in the crib. They had their own part, you know? Yeah. And it's, bro, I'm sitting there with my boy and we just watching TV or listening to, I think we're listening to some, some like, either like a Morbid Angel or like some, some Deftones CD. I don't remember exactly, but I think, I think Deftones, White Pony, you, you ever heard that shit? Uh, White Pony. No. It, it's some, it, whatever, some Deftones record yeah. that just came out. So somebody gave it to me. So I, I was, I was, I was listening to it. So we're sitting there and it's like on the computer desk, he's just getting, like smacked mad fast. Keys flew. The glass got knocked over. My boy's sitting on the floor. We're not even. We ain't even high yet. He's just breaking up weed. We just not even. He's yeah. like, yo, what the fuck? You know, I'm like, yo, it's real, bro. I try to tell him. I'm like, yo, shit is shit is real, bro. Some people can't see it. Some people, I get it. They don't believe it. Or I have people, friends of mine, that don't. They don't believe in that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. I guess they like me. You know, I guess they, you know, they fuck with me. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. It was really bizarre because it was one thing after the other. I had a stack of records in the crib, like four or 500 records stacked up flat, which is not a good thing to do. Yeah. But I was ready to move them into, into, you know, to separate them so they weren't flat. On the top, on the top of the pile, I had a record by John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Yep. And it was a it was a weird record. It's the record of them where they're naked on the cover. It's called Two Virgins from like 1968. That was one of the other things my pops left there. He left that record, which mm. is weird because it's just a record. They're naked on the cover, which is weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's original and it was a, it was a, it's a crazy expensive record. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there I'm sitting there watching TV blowing L's, you know what I'm saying? And out of nowhere, the actual record it's like somebody was moving it and just slightly just pushing it off a little bit. And I'm on the other side of the room and I see that record. It's like, yo, see the movie? It's like, yo! Like, I run across the room, bro, and the record itself, it's like somebody pushed it out and smacked the record out of the jacket Whoa. just far enough to hit the floor and break in half. No. A $1,200 record falls and breaks in half. Damn, dude. That's a lot of money so back I'm like, then. Yeah, bro. I was like, this shit is all over the place, bro. I'm like, I can't even, you know, it, yeah. it's even weird. It's even weirder because after that, my CD player, which was at that time was like the illest. I like it. Then in CD player, it was like the illest CD studio CD player you can get. So it wasn't yeah. like it was broke. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I put a CD in and the shit was bugging out, bro. It was, it was, it was shooting out the CD. It would play whatever songs it wanted to. If there was like a part I wanted to hear, it like some player <laughs> part or whatever, some some part, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like they knew it was coming, skip. What the skip, heck, dude? Skip, it's skip. like that's it. Why do why do these ghosts have to be haters? You know what I mean? It's always like that these paranormal beings are always yeah. like haters. Yeah. You know what it is? Yeah. It's it's not so much that they're haters, it's they're trying to communicate. Uh. So when they find a force they could communicate with, it's like they're just fucking with you. They just want to like communicate. Yeah. But it's like after a while, it's like, yo, B, what you doing? You violating. You know what I'm saying? You just it's just you're doing weird shit, you know? So stuff like that will happen all the time. You know? So yeah. my landlord, this this Haitian woman, 
And you know, Haitians are big into voodoo. Yeah. You know? I don't know if you know that, but Haitians yeah, yeah, are absolutely. big. So I told this woman, you know, and you know, she came around to the door. I said, listen, we got a problem here. Do you have a problem in your house? She denied it. She's like, nah, there's, there's nothing weird in my house. I'm like, well, there's a lot of shit in here. There's all kinds <laughs> of shit going on. Yeah. Stuff's getting knocked over. My CD player is is what, possessed now? This shit is possessed, bro. The CD player was possessed, bro. The fucking toaster's that, next, bro. The toaster's is going to yeah, start bro. spitting out fucking jam and shit. Yeah, it, it, was, it was just weird, bro. You know what I'm saying? Her yeah. kids... Her kids were these Haitian dudes, and they were weird because they dressed like they were going to church every day. They, like white button-down shirts, you know, like super religious on some shit. Hmm. You know what I mean? And after a while, bro, after a yeah. while, I was like, yo, I got to be out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you ever do anything to, to like, try and clear that energy out of your life? or? I mean, you know, it, it's like, yeah, I mean, some you know, some girls would be around, and they spray shit and sage shit. That shit never worked for anybody <laughs> I know, really. It's cool. I respect it. That yeah. shit don't work when there's real, there's like real forces. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That shit don't really work. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I feel the same way. I'm kind of similar to me. It's like, it's all about your energy. You know what I mean? You can sage all you want. You can wear crystals correct. all you want. But if your energy isn't confident, if your energy isn't, you know, yeah, confident and strong, these things are just going to continue to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have, I have similar experiences. Um, but yeah, man, we can, we can go on all day about that. But, yeah, man. I know you got limited time, so um, your music, you know, yeah, it's heavy, it's dark, there's a lot of violence in it, a lot of uh, real-life experiences, but it also touches on uh, conspiratorial subjects. You know, you talk mm-hmm. about aliens, the government, Illuminati-type stuff. Um, where did that start to come into your life, like the conspiratorial stuff? Um, I would say probably... 91 91 92 for some reason those numbers pop out to me um i was always into that stuff but behold the pale horse you know it's really an iconic book and i know a lot of people read it and some people like oh whatever but that book really lit a fire under everybody because of the absolute truth that he was willing and and you know he sacrificed his life he got killed in front of his daughter so that kind of stuff, um, a lot of esoteric stuff, you know what I'm saying? A lot yeah. of astrology, planetary stuff, and um, just different books, you know, Ralph Emerson, um, all sorts of stuff, you know what I'm saying? But I would say around, I would say around 92, I definitely started reading more. Um, 93, we had the bombing, the first bombing in the World Trade Center. That was their first attempt before they took it down. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So in '93, it was automatically zoom, boom. We we we're already we're already in this. It's not like we have to analyze or think is this going to happen or we're already in that. So by '93, we already had uh we already had the focus on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it was you know. So was there was there anybody in your life that was kind of like influencing you to get into reading this stuff, or how did you like decide nope. to pick it up? I mean, everything in my life, it's, I never had an older brother. I never had an uncle besides a psychotic, violent, maniac mess that, you know, I, but I'm saying I don't have nobody put me onto anything. I didn't really have anybody. I mean, besides like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, my homies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. This guy, that guy, or like Bill, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. me and Bill were definitely um, 
we were definitely getting more into it. You know what I'm saying? He was buying the books. We were buying the books. And from there, we were just like, okay, you know, we'd both been solo artists at a time, but we were like, we need to do something together that solidifies everything we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the first thing we did was something called Department of Forensics. Yeah. Me, yeah. Bill, me, Bill, and 10K, which was really just us taking acid in his bedroom and losing our minds and just fucking around. We didn't care. So that was the beginning of that, where it was like, okay, we're going to record, but we don't know what we're going to record. Take a hit and just boom, start recording. Whatever happens, happens. So it's sort of like production too. Like I was doing that too. You would just, you would, you would, you would take the first record, sample it, and make a beat. It didn't matter. Like this, it, it was important not to analyze what you were doing or why you were, why you were doing it necessarily. It was just do it because it feels right. Do it because wow. it's instinct. You know, what I mean? everything was instinct. I never had nobody teach me shit, bro. I never had nobody in a record store say, "Hey, you need to check." The, you know, you should buy these Miles Davis records because when he went electric, they sound like thrash metal. Nobody told me that. Nobody said, check this out. So everything I found was all me. It was just me digging. And back then, you had to do legwork. There was no internet. You had to find out from somebody or some guy in the studio that might know somebody. You know what I'm saying? There was yeah. no, there's no Google. There's nothing. You had to do serious legwork, you know, especially studios back then. Nobody had home studios. Nobody had Pro Tools. You'd have to go to some professional spot and it's like 50 bucks an hour. And back then, that's like like 800 an hour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, eventually, around 92, we started going to the studio more, like, you know, once or twice a week. And um, our first producer, rest in peace, is Cap, B-Wiz. He's from East Orange. And B-Wiz, B-Wiz did shit for like, um, he did something for like Chino XL on his first album. So he's done a couple of things back then, but he didn't blow up. He didn't, you know, and B Wiz was like somebody we really looked up to because he was the first guy we actually, like me and Bill, we actually worked with to actually craft songs yeah. as a group, as a group called dead celebrities, which was basically our first group before we did any of that shit. So we would take four buses from Brooklyn. It would take us four hours, bro, on buses. We have to get up at six in the morning to get there at 12 o'clock. And what's even stupider is we were kids and we yeah. were taking the longest possible routes to get there and not know you can take two buses and a cab and you'd be there in an hour, you know, instead of, <laughs> instead of four hours. So we yeah. get there and you're like, yeah, we tired already, you know? And then we had to go home and we only had X amount of time to loop a beat or maybe lay a verse. You know what I'm saying? So, that's where we started really putting stuff together. And I felt like that's where I started improving lyrically because I was like, yeah, you got it. You got to just improve. You know what I'm saying? So I never wanted to be stagnant. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, around yeah. that time we were doing demos, we just started improving and just started creating. You know what I'm saying? So in Be Wiz's yeah. spot, Be Wiz, we did like five or six joints. And, um, and yeah, from there, just, we just started piling on the work, you know? Yeah, man. So, um, to me, like every artist, every prolific artist, such as yourself, you know, they have that like pinnacle work, that pinnacle work. And maybe your pinnacle work hasn't been achieved yet. But to me, the art of dying 
is like your pinnacle work, you know, as a fan, as somebody who grew up listening to you. So what's the story behind that? How did the art of dying come together? Um, I mean, everybody at the time, you know, we all grew up together, me, Bill, Necro, everybody. So, you know, Necro was doing his thing and he just wanted to release albums, solo albums for his label. So everybody was just going to do a solo album. So my album, my album was like the most rushed. You know, if I told you, if I told you that album was written, recorded and mixed in 10 days, people don't believe that. Damn. I went into the studio, I went into the studio for Art of Dying. I had one song. I had two verses written for the album. What song? And that ha- um, that's a good question. I want to say the song, the song, the Art of Dying, I had the first verse for that. That was it. That was it. I didn't wow. have anything else. And, you know, there was conflict because we were supposed to go on tour, but out of everybody, my album got rushed. So I didn't have time to really pick everything I wanted to pick and do that. To me, I know people like it, and it's like I respect it because people, people love the record. To me, it's like a glorified demo. It's not really mixed the best. Um, because I'm rushed, I lost my voice on half the album. That's not the way my voice is supposed to sound. You know what I'm saying? What? And I just and, and it's like just having to record and finish the pressure of that kind of fucked it up because I didn't have time to go back because I would have did that. I said, yo, 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 you know what? I'm gonna go back and drop these five joints again so it sounds the way I want it to sound. So it wasn't it wasn't a finished record. It's not a finished record. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, you know, over the years, it's like, I don't, I don't want to talk bad about it because I, because I have favorite records by people and bands. I'm like, yo, this is crazy, blah, blah, blah. So I don't really want to shit on it. But for me, it's, it's, it shouldn't have came out when it did. It yeah, came I, out six, six months later. So I could go back and listen. I didn't get, keep in mind, we did that. I didn't listen to anything. I don't know what it sounded like. I was like, verse done. Song done. Is that done? Okay. Because we had to leave for tour. So I didn't even hear it. I don't know if it's good or not. I didn't even, I'll be honest with you, because of that, I didn't even want to hear it. Everybody had time on their record. I ain't complaining about it, but I'm saying like, you know, Sabak, you know, Sabak did his solo album. He had two months to do his record. I had 10 days to do it. Yeah. I had 10 days to do my record. You know what I'm saying? And so, so was this, be- was this time constraint um, regulated by, by Necro or who was regulating? Well, it's just, well, I mean, it's his label. So yeah, we, you yeah. know, because, because I had to go on tour. It's like, I kind of got screwed by having to, to, to put that work in at the very last minute. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's whatever, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to shit on it. Yeah. But it's, 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 to be honest with you, like, I feel like I haven't done my best work yet at all. Okay. And people can say like, yo, then if you haven't done it yet, when the fuck are you going to do it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's, yeah. that's the argument, which, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? The, here's the thing. It's like, you got some of these dudes, they're in their own world. They don't understand their perception or the way people perceive you. I know what it is. I know people like, yo, this guy might be my favorite rapper, but I wish he put out three more records. He doesn't put out music fast enough. It takes him too long to put out music you know what that's fair it's fair but i'm such a perfectionist to the point it fucks me up so if i was stupid like anybody else but oh yeah cool drop it cool drop it cool drop it but i gotta sit there like a maniac and overanalyze everything multiple times because of what happened 
on Art of Dying. Yeah. So you could say that's like kind of like PTSD. Yeah. And then, and then I'm kind of like, okay, you know, but every project I did, there's always some weird shit. It's just, it is what it is. I don't know if it's because the shit we talked about before, that shit's always been following me. You know? yeah. Whatever it is, bro, whatever it is, it's always there. I did Electric Lucifer in 2013. I did it in a couple of studios. You know what I'm saying? I recorded here. I went to LA a little bit. I went to Texas. I go to Texas. My engineer is there. We're going to start recording. I pull up the next day to start recording. This guy's dead. What? He's, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead in the studio. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on, bro? Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's all kinds of shit, bro. People wouldn't believe it. People would be like, yo, I get it now. Cause if I, cause it, you know, I, I don't mind doing, I like, I don't mind talking and doing podcasts and doing what we're doing, but I don't really go that deep cause it's, it's people really don't, don't get it. And I don't really sell myself like that where I'm going to really be talking to a motherfucker that don't give a fuck what I'm talking about. Yeah. So it's not, it's no point to go into all that. We can talk about, oh, underground rap, all that shit is cool. But the real heart, the real heart and soul of shit is what I'm talking about. So that all ties into, oh, why don't I have five more records? Or why didn't I finish this album? And, and you know, it's like, I've always had haters. I've always had stalkers. I've always had people that couldn't believe their miserable life. They're like, yo, this guy, fuck this guy. It's cool. Everybody, if you don't got a gang of haters, it's true. You're not doing, you ain't doing nothing right. <laughs> but, true, man. but, but there's a point though, where it's like, yo, I'm a cool dude, but it's like, you know, it, it's, it's like people take things real serious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I take shit serious too. But at the same time, we're just talking about music and albums. It's deep, but it's not, it's not that deep to ruin your life or someone's life because I didn't put out two albums this year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So people don't understand the artist kind of thing. It's like everybody's going through their own shit. I had to go through my own shit. When I'm not, I'm always wanting to put out new music. I have new music out. In the pandemic, bro, I made 350 beats. Damn. Just, just, just for the fuck of it, bro. I'm sitting on three albums of joints. Just beats yeah. I did. So it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot that you know, people want quick answers. They want quick information. But you know how it is, bro. It's not really like that. There's always more to it. There's always, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nah, man. That, that's wild. You said a lot there that I want to touch on. Like, that's crazy. I have a whole different perception now on the Art of Dying album. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can, I can see what you're saying, too. I can hear what you're saying um, when I listen to it. But it's crazy how stuff like that in life happens where it's like, it's a, it's sort of like an accident, a mistake or whatever. It didn't have to, correct, correct. you know, but that, that accident or mistake like creates this huh? huge wave, this huge moment, yeah. this experience, you know? And so that's wild. That's wild. Yeah. I just have a whole, I'm, I'm literally just going through like a revelation right. right now. Like, damn, like I have a whole new perception on that album because f for you, as you said, that was like, it was this rush thing. It wasn't supposed to happen that way. But for us, it's like this iconic thing. Right, right, right. No, listen, I, I appreciate that more than anything because, you know, it's something I did. But I feel like, for me, without sounding cold, my favorite thing about it is the cover. The oh, cover yeah, I want to get into the that, cover, too. The cover is, is, to me, the cover is like the missing link between that. You know what I'm saying? The music is cool. Um, but for me, the cover, the cover, 
the cover was something I decided because I'm like, you know what? You might only get a chance to do this album once. You might only have one chance. You don't know what's going to happen. So I'm like, I'm going to make, I'm going to use, I'm going to use the illest, the illest artwork, the illest art that's ever been done on a rap, <laughs> on a rap album, on a yes. hip hop album that has nothing to do with metal or fucking grindcore or death metal or doom metal, just a straight underground hip hop record. So I think in that sense, it's like not, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but back then it, it's a very influential, it's a very influential aesthetic yeah. because you can see what happened now. Everybody's using deities and things and that and robes, all this dark shit that we did 20 years ago, Yeah, which is cool. I ain't complaining about it, but it's like, you want to overlook me, but let's not, let's not really forget what set that off. Oh you yeah, know what I mean, for sure. And what's, what's what's in, what's interesting is, I think around, I don't know, maybe maybe twelve, two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen, my boy was in Queens and he was he's an engineer. He was doing a session with you know a bunch of a bunch of like whack punk bands and some bullshit. You know what I mean? And he gets a call that Kanye is going to come in and do some some after mixing with with one of his assistants. All right, cool. So he's excited because. Kanye was popping down or whatever. He just he was a fan. So Kanye goes into his room and they start they start mixing and messing around. And my boy pulls out the art of dying from his knapsack. Yeah. And he puts and he, and he puts a few CDs on there. So the CD is sitting on the console. So Kanye looks at it. He's like, he's like, yo, damn, he's damn, what's that? He's like, yo, what's that? So my boy's like, oh, this? He's like, yo, it's uh it's it's, it's, it's an album. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, it's, it's my boy. It's, it's, a, it's Gore-Tex. He's like, Gore-Tex? He's like, what? He's like, what's that? He's like, he's like, yo, it's hip-hop. He's like, it's not rock, bro. It's hip-hop. He's like, that's hip-hop? He's like, yeah. He's like, yo, that shit's some other shit, bro. He's like, that's some other, other shit. So it's like, now look, you know what I'm saying? It's like, look, this is when he was doing college dropout. He's wearing polo bears. And now this guy's in robes talking about kill the Jews. I'm <laughs> the devil. I'm Satan. The fuck is he doing, bro? So this guy's short-circuited, but it's funny to see how he reacted to that. You know what I mean? And yeah. you can't tell me anything. That cover, it left a mark on him. Because most people who see it, you can't not see it again. It's, it's, it's something weird about it. You know what I'm yes. saying? I'll, I'll admit it. it. It makes me feel weird sometimes. I'm like, that's just <laughs> ill. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Dude, but yeah, you I... know, Kanye seen it and a few other people, you know, guys in bands, big bands, like, yo, this is ill, you know? Yeah, but I just yeah, wish man. I just wish it wasn't rushed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wish yeah. It was something different. I feel the same way, dude. Like I, I'm an artist too, music artist, and then of course I do a lot of the content now. I'm an author and all that, but I have the same curse, dude. I have the same artist curse where it's like nothing I create is ever good enough for me. You know, like right. very there are very very rare pieces of art that I've made that I'm actually like 100 satisfied with. I don't even know. Like I'd probably have to really sit here and think about anything at all, but. I understand that. Like a lot of stuff that I've created, people to this day will hit me up like, yo, remember when you did this or that, or I'm still rocking this and that that you made? And I'm just like, ah, oh, dude, like, please don't bring that up. You know, like, I want nothing no to do with that. You know, so I, I, I get sorry. that. Even my own voice, dude, like, I can't even listen to my podcast back. You know, I'm like, I, oh, I'm dude. not, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't like doing that shit either. I don't like, I don't <laughs> like listening to shit. You know what I'm saying? People are like, oh, give me a drop. I need some drops. I'm like, all right, cool, but you know, I don't know how they're gonna sound because I don't want to listen to them 50 times. So I'm with you on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
I'm not yeah, one man. of the dudes that wants to talk for 20 hours and goes back and he listens to it. It's not, you know, it's not me, you know? To 100%. Um, the cover, the cover, yeah, the cover is wild. And I'll put a picture of it up here so people can see it. And um, for those who are just listening, basically the cover is is basically like Baphomet, right? It's like an image of Baphomet yeah. sitting, sitting yeah. down in some like uh, <laughs> like ritual. And I love that cover, dude. I need a t-shirt of that. I don't know why I still don't have a t-shirt of that. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's very prolific. And, and I understand what you just said, like people... Um, kind of misinterpreting it i guess like kanye saying oh that's some other shit and like now nah, everybody's yeah. on that tip or everybody's yeah. on that style yeah. you know me when I, I grew up listening to you and in, in, in all that other stuff that was similar you know and so i was very heady and weird when i was a kid and right. i got labeled as a satanist like in middle school high school because of that people to this right. day people still question me like yo like are you satanic or whatever like no, because no. I like to rock occult stuff. But if you really understand it, if you really understand right. occultism, esotericism, you understand that it has nothing really to do with good and evil. It has to do right. with how you wield it. Correct. Right. But getting into the cover, man. So, so take us through that story. How did you find that artwork? What, what was the story behind that? I've been collecting books, you know, for a long, for a long time. So I had all different kinds of books. And when I was planning the cover um i just found this book that somebody was looking looking for it for me for years and you know it's 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 crazy rare you know what i'm saying so somebody got it for me it was really expensive as soon as i seen it i'm like that's it that was it it wasn't i brought it i brought it to the studio that day i showed necro we got some guy to to, to you know to set it up but that was really it immediately wow. immediately i knew I was like, yo, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what I wanted to do is, it was like, it didn't really matter about the music. I'm like, yeah, the music's cool. I mean, of course, I want, excuse me, I wanted to make it as best as I could, but I was like, the cover's going to hurt people. I want, the, I want the cover to really fucking destroy people. <laughs> Not now, but in 20, 30, and 40 years. So they don't even know what the fuck it is. They're like, is this, this is weird shit. They don't know what it is. So yeah. I was more on that. Because I was like, you know what? It, it doesn't. It, I knew it wasn't going to sell a hundred thousand copies, just because of the content, just because of how dark it is. I'm like, but if I could just make a cover that's going to be eternal forever, then I'm good with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it got more to the fact I knew it was going to be rushed. I knew it wasn't going to be what it's supposed to be. So I was like, you know what? Let's 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 make sure this is the ultimate the ultimate shit ever i think i think you achieved that purpose man you know in this life it's all it's really a war of of uh sigils you know subconscious mm -hmm. it's a subconscious mm -hmm. war out here of sigils of of vibration you know mm -hmm. so do you do you practice any sort of like magic or any sort of things in that nature i mean i read i read but it's nothing it's nothing practicable and, and to be honest with you, even if I did, I wouldn't even talk about it. I wouldn't talk about it here on the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I'm saying if I did, but it's a lot of reading, you know, it's a lot of interest in that. Um, like I said, I think when I was younger, I said, I'm going to make records, but I never wanted to make records aesthetically that looked like anybody else's. So I was like, all right, I, I'm, you know, we're not going to make Rakim covers because we're not two black dudes with rope chains and uh, we're not those people so you got to stick to who you are 
if you stick to who you are, you'll get longer results that way. You can't, people think you could be out of your character and you can't really do all that because it's not going to be looked at the way it's supposed to be looked at is if you're yourself. People could feel that. People feel when you're comfortable with yourself and you're comfortable with the aesthetic, you can just, you go with it. You know what I'm saying? So what I was trying to do is I was like, I can make a record with jewelry or polo. Like that shit is cool, but that's not, that's not what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? I want yeah. to create something aesthetically. So 20 years down the line, you're still looking at it like, yo, this shit is, this shit is mad shady. Yeah. Mad yeah. shady. So your music too, you have, there's like an element of, of Jewishness. Are you, are you part Jewish? Yeah. My mom, my mom was Jewish. Yeah, I like that too. That was very, that was very cool. Like growing up, listening to that, uh, it led me down to a lot of studies. You know, um, yeah. to do with with like culture, religions, ancient religions, and stuff like that. Yeah, I like how you incorporate that. You incorporate a lot of like uh, Jewish elements into it, yeah. in the occultic and esoteric aspects of that. Also, of course, because a lot, you know, a lot of that stuff, a lot of that stuff originally is is esoteric. It's not what people think it is. You know, what I'm saying a lot of it goes. It is, it is, you know, involved in magic. It's not what people really think it is. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean it's negative. It's not a negative, you know, it's not a negative energy. Because people have asked me, is the cover negative? Is it really, is it, you know, it's not, it's not negative or positive. It's just existing. You know, it's just existing in the universe. It doesn't tell you what it is. It's just like all rituals are not bad. You know what I'm saying? If people think a ritual, it's just hidden. The cult means hidden. It's not, it doesn't mean anything more than what you put into it you can you can you can be into white magic and go hack up 20 people you know what i mean like yeah. and, run around, and run around their bodies with seeds and soils and like oh, you know it's it's all relative bro it doesn't you know it's it's up to the person it's up it's up to your energy it's up it's up to with what you're connecting with it's what you want to connect with you know what i'm saying because if you if you have that energy and it branches out this shit around you that normally other some people can't see it. Some people have no connection to that. And I have friends that are like, yo, you bugging, bro. That's like, I'm not that's cool. That's I res I respect everybody's opinion. Yeah. If you haven't had that experience, that's fine with me. I'm just telling you the way my life's been and the shit that I seen and the shit I seen up close. So that's all I could speak on. I can't speak on, you know, living in Harlem on 125th Street and Lennox. It's not but it's not my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's being true to who you are. And 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 along the way, you're gonna get people that don't fuck with you, that you know, break off or fall off or don't listen anymore. And that's cool too. But I think with the people that support me, like my fans, there's people that are, you know, we got into this as kids, and a lot of these dudes are grown men that, you know, they're still they're still fans, they're still following, they're still interested. You know what I'm saying? So I speak to people. And, you know, some of these guys got three, four grown kids and some of these guys are like lawyers and they wear suits and, they, you know, normal, like normal people. Like, you know, and I'm like, yo, how do you, how are you connecting with that? Like, why do you still care? Some of these guys are like millionaire lawyers, bro. Yeah. I got like, you know, like 2024 Jaguars with all the, you know, all the trimmings. They don't give a fuck. They're putting in, they're just pumping what they pump. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a lot of different people along the way that I picked up on it, you know? It's not yeah. just like angry underground hip hop guys or, you know, psychedelic dudes or drug addicts. Or it's, 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 it encompasses a lot of people, bro. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, a lot of different energies, you know?
Yeah. Yeah, even me. Like, I mean, I was an angsty teen when I found your music and, and other music. But like now I'm not I'm really not an angry person. I'm I'm grumpy, you know what I mean? Because I'm also a plumber, you know, and I gotta deal with the world and stuff. But but right. I'm I'm not an angry person anymore, but I still bump your music, you know what I mean? Because I just like it. It's it's to me it's just authentic. It's got that I deeper truth. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I would still consider myself I'm a very angry person. But I'm very angry at a lot of stuff that I can't control. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of gets the better of me, where it's like, you should let it go. You know what I'm saying? Most people would let you, yo, just let it go, bro. The shit I'm not letting go because of the way it affects my universe and the way things are perceived and the way people are and all this negative shit that's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like all kinds of stuff that's happening now. Everybody's doing, everybody's doing the wrong thing. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people just doing the wrong thing right now, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether it's getting involved in stuff, you know you shouldn't be getting, looking at, you know what I'm saying? Looking at stuff or, or it's the wrong thing, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it's real easy to get sucked into that, whether it's the energy of the internet, which is cancerous. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, the internet is cancer. Um, yeah. We're too young as a species to understand how that worked because we're only using our technology for 20 or 30 years right now. But everyone's going to get cancer and die from the internet. Everybody. 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 Damn. Everybody. So that's it's the back and forth. You know what I'm saying? It's like live your life, do what you got to do, but at the same time, they got plans where they're not letting you get out of here alive, bro. Nobody gets out alive anyway. But their plans, the shit they got their hands in right now, they're making sure you're not going to succeed in that way. You can make money. You can do A, B, or C. But in the long run, as long as you're connected to this energy, it's fatal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, com it's completely fatal. And the thing that's interesting about internet time is that it's so valuable. Did you ever, did you ever think about that? Why people pay so much other people to have internet presence? Why is it so valuable as a commodity to have internet time? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like it all ties into that, you know, and, and ultimately, unfortunately, it stems from population control and the layers, the multi layers that it kind of trickles down to is horrific. It's horrific from the food to listen. I was just in Europe. I was all over the fucking world. And you go to a lot of these countries, ain't nobody fat there, bro. There's very few people overweight. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, actually, nobody. You'd have to stand someplace for like 15 minutes and watch people go by. Then you might see somebody like, oh, okay, you're not going to see anybody at 700 pounds running around Walmart and it, with, with 15 it don't It don't happen that way. Because European EU, Australia, and all these other places, they don't allow that shit in the food. They're not allowing the chemicals they don't allow those composites or breakdowns. They're not having it. That's why when you go to Europe, nobody cares about food, bro. It ain't a big deal. It's not, okay, it's, it's to survive. Let's eat. We got to have dinner. We have a meeting. We have That's it. In this country, bro, it's just shoving a needle in your arm. Every single thing is almost cancerous. You know what I'm saying? Every single thing, bro. Every single thing. I was, yeah. When I was out there, we were out there for like, whatever, it was two, three weeks. We were all eating healthy, you know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. 
And as soon as we got back, it's like we just start feeling like shit again. So, you know, it's like I have asthma too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I got an inhaler. So, but it's like as soon as I got back to America, I had to start using it. I start feeling like shit. So there's something going on here with the air and the food that's completely into like completely changing you as a person. It's very noticeable for me. Like when I got back, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's crazy, bro. Honestly, bro, it's hard to even it's it's hard to put it put a cap on all that to even understand how how deep it goes. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. There's a book, there's a book 30 years ago that said a virus is gonna come from Wuhan, China. It's in the book, bro. It's in it's there. It's it's there in print, bro. Wuhan, China. Now, how the fuck in 1989 did they know anything about Wuhan, China? And they said the virus is gonna appear. And then it's gonna just disappear. Whoa. Wuhan, China? Okay. So that doesn't mean anything. You know, so we I'm saying we could go, we go on for hours. Yeah. We can go on for hours with this shit because the shit is nonstop, bro. Yeah, I got I got a lot, a lot of questions, a lot of things to say, but first and foremost, I want everybody listening to understand that, you know, Gore here. And his team, you know, with nonfiction, who I grew up listening to, warned us about all of this way back in the 90s. And, in, in, you know, with your guys' albums like The Future Is Now, um, you know, all these different albums and music you guys put out was talking about this back in the, the 90s. And, uh-huh. and so I, I, I uncovered it around 2006 when I was like 12 years old. So I was I was prepared for it, too. You know, so guys right. like us, we were already prepared. We seen this coming. Uh-huh. and people who weren't prepared people who weren't aw- awake yet who weren't woken mm-hmm. up to this yet you know got blindsided some of them took the lie or some of them became extreme conspiracy theorists like i have a family member who was a straight edge guy you know didn't know any of this stuff but after the pandemic scandemic he started researching and getting into the stuff and like went crazy because of it like literally crazy was not yeah. sleeping was up all night but yep. because because of the work you did and the and the, and the fact that I found it when I was young, I had already t- had so many years to build this tolerance up, to build this this wisdom up, and was prepared for all this shit. And so I didn't right. go crazy when it happened. Right. But um, what, I so, mean, we did. I mean, I did. I mean, <laughs> not nine eleven happened, and oh shit, you know, I would stay up for I would stay up for three four nights at a time researching and working on shit. So after the first month. I already put that shit together. It took people three years to say, oh, thermite, thermite. I'm like, it took three years for that? In a month, I solved the whole shit. But again, that's like, you know, I watched that shit from my roof in the projects with my kids. We just watched it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, bro, it's, it's like, there's a lot of stuff like that, that, you know, it can mess you up or you can, you can make it work for you where it doesn't yeah. really, it doesn't hurt you. You know what I'm saying? Because that's yeah. really, really what it is. You have to protect your energy, which is the most, it's really protecting your soul. You know what I'm saying? That's really the most important thing to do. So if you look at the stuff that's going on now, they got people going left and right. They don't want you to have any kind of basis for reality. They don't know what's fake news, what's, what's this, what's that. They don't even care anymore. It doesn't even matter because everything is almost a simulation now. You don't know what world we're in. We don't know if there's a if there's a tear in this layer to, to the point we don't even know where we are, bro. So 
once you started that, and it's like we we had it. We started from from zero. You know, there was no um, there was no underground real hip hop back then. There was Bobito. You know what I'm saying? And the other yeah. stuff. That, yeah, there was some underground, but it wasn't. You know, it wasn't really like that. So, in a sense, we put that together because we knew the shit that we knew and the shit that was going to happen in the future just by us studying. That we knew we had to cement. Uh, that was the most important thing: cementing ourselves in that. So true. Yeah, we, we we get overlooked. You know what I'm saying? We get over. I we get overlooked all the time. Yeah. It, you know, it's like I read rappers' lists. You know, top fifty underground rappers. You know, from my era, and I ain't on that list. Okay, cool. I don't give a fuck. But after a while, it's like, yo, you know, you you you're not you're not affecting me. It's like you want to, you can you think you're hurting me or you're making me feel a certain way. I've never ever, the thing is, I've never been involved with that. So you can't hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You could write stuff about me. I got, I've got stalkers for years. I've had real stalkers for the last three years, bro. You know what, what I'm saying? Some dude, some dude and this girl, some method from San Diego and Oceanside. They're from oh, Cali, shit. bro. They still follow, bro. They, every day, bro. Every day they make 30 new profiles on the dark web trying to follow me. They're all over every post saying all kinds of shit about me. That's weird. And it's, man. Like, and it's like, really? It's I've spoken to the guy. I'm like, yo, my dude, you're going to get decapitated just for the disrespect. But it's yeah. like, you're going to keep going? It's like, when does it end, bro? I'm not that important. It's not that <laughs> big of a deal, bro. And I mean, serious obsession, bro. Like, obsession, making YouTube videos. Yo, bro, like, trying to dock people, trying to find out people's addresses and numbers. And I've I've spoke to this guy. I'm like, yo, bro, you don't know, bro. You don't know what you're playing with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got yeah. kids, bro. So you're playing games that, like, I get it. He's mentally disabled, whatever it is. He has a mental illness. But not really, because he's still sitting with his girl, and they still sit and make every profile every day. And, you know, they're on Twitter following a thousand people saying all kinds of shit about me. So it's like, it's, it's a give and take. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't need the lists. I don't got to be on your favorite rapper list because that shit is, doesn't, it's, it's irrelevant anyway. I'm never yeah. going to be in that. Oh, Nas, Jay-Z, Biggie. I have nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, real heads know, man. The real heads know. Like, I, I know, I, I, you've probably seen this, but I know Griselda shouted you guys out before. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, so shout, like, they, they shouted us out multiple times because um, they might be a couple years younger than us, but not really, not crazy. Not, they're not in their 20s, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're a little younger than us, but yeah, they fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? They definitely fuck with it. They, you know, they, and what's cool about it is they're honest about it. You know what I'm saying? Because they know we're still out here. Those dudes know we didn't, we didn't go anywhere. We yeah. still like, we still like, you know, we out there. We're not like, like driving around with gray hair and like pickup trucks, and, like <laughs> hanging out. We, we, we out here, bro. Like I'm active and all kinds of shit. Yeah. But they see that shit. Like, yo, let's give props to the people that we listen to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which to me, it meant the world to me because them dudes came out and I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? But I was a fan because it's the raw, you know, it's that raw Raekwon Mob Deep sound. You know what I'm saying? Dirty beats, no drums, cheap loops, everything cheap, cheap loops. That was my shit. We were making Griselda beats in 1991. Yeah. So it came full circle and I'm happy it came full circle. I don't care that you know, it doesn't have to be this. So people, I like the sound, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's reminiscent. It's the only thing reminiscent of that feeling you get from like 95, you know? Yep. And it's, it's like that. You know what I'm saying? Of course, things could be redundant. And after a while, 
some of these guys sound the same, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the whole the whole that whole come up was 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 dope as fuck to me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like what you said earlier about um cementing your place in time. That was kind of it's kind of quantum if you think about it, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. to yeah. have that foresight for you guys to cement your name in that time period because as time went around, I mean time is not linear to begin with, it's circular, but it's quantum. Right. So like the right. work you guys did in that era benefited you now in what we call the future but it's really just a different version of the now that was right. back then so like it's right. so it's a weird quantum thing when we do that um but i also want to go back to what you were saying about you know the world that we live in and how it's all fucked up and like who, who do you think is behind all this shit you know it's it's tough to say with, with limited time but it's it's about 10 people that run everything here possibly less than 10 10 forces that run everything and everything is connected um it's really the globalization you're talking about which happened in the late 90s before you know um before 2000 once 2000 came about it started moving at such an accelerated speed that you couldn't really you couldn't really fathom what they were really doing you know what i'm saying so it's it's tough, bro, because you don't know what's really you don't you don't know when they're having fun or when they're not having fun. You know, and it's like you think every ship that you might see in the sky is extraterrestrials, but it's not. So you got these guys that have had ships for fifty years in underground bunkers. They made their own ships. So the government have their own brand of of, of IFOs or UFOs. So when people say, oh, that's, you know, that's a UFO, that's extraterrestrial, it's aliens, it could be nothing. It could be an actual government drone that looks exactly like a ship, it functions like a ship, and it moves like a ship. You know what I'm saying? So you can't put anything past these people who have trillions of dollars. They live under Colorado. They live under Denver Airport. You know, it's like, you ever seen Denver Airport? What's the point of that? There's a hundred miles of underground road under Denver Airport. What the fuck is that about? What's up with the paintings of bloody kids with swords? There's no point to that. What are you what are you showing? What do you, you know, what are you really getting at? On the top of Denver Airport, if you're doing an aerial view, it's a swastika. It's on the top of the airport. So you're never gonna win. It's, it's, it's a fight, you're never gonna win. So People can sit up all night looking at stuff and reading stories, being educated. That's cool. I do it too sometimes. But there's no way to win. There's no way to truly win and come out not being defeated because the powers and technology they have. You know what I'm saying? So without yeah. being too much of a pessimist and being super negative, it's hard for there, for there to be any clarity ever. In other words, months ago, those, those aliens in Vegas in that guy's backyard, remember? That guy was filming it, and he showed actual aliens. That footage conveniently disappeared. But it's like, how much are you going to really withhold from us? Because we already know. You know, people, people are already ready for this. You don't have to keep masquerading and basically hiding it from, from us or taking footage. Just let it rock. Because most people who did the, who did the studies, we know that's real. People are constantly getting... I'm not gonna say kidnapping, you know, it's yeah, people are getting kidnapped. People don't even know when that happened to them. And that's still happening. You know what I'm saying? Kidnapping, probes, all kinds of shit. 
um, under skin stuff, um, skin incidents, all kinds of shit, bro. These people that wake up and they have scars, although they have scars on their body and they don't know how, and they don't know how they got them. Not just one couples, you know, and it's like, <clears throat> it's like a long thing, but it's, it's imagine like a needle point, imagine a needle point with like 10 needle, like 10 needle marks yeah. and a line going through it. These are being left all over people and people don't know where the fuck is it's where they're getting it from. So yeah. that's a bigger, that's a bigger problem that we're facing more than like rap music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's like bigger 20 than years hip -hop. ago. Yeah. 20 years ago, like, Oh, Illuminati and this and that, but it's not even, it's not a 12 year old girl from the suburbs knows what the Illuminati is. She's woke already. She's like, fuck the system. So, in that regard, we've came a long way from 20 years ago or 25 years ago when nobody really knew shit. It was just a few selective people that cared. But now you have little girls that already know. And if you do reading, just look around. Like young, young people, they know already. They kind of, you know, you, you can read a post and it's like some girls like, yeah, we know Obama's this and we know Michelle has a penis and they know the truth already. See what I'm saying? Yeah. They know that fact. You're not going to tell them it's not the truth because it is the truth. So in 20 years, that's where we came. So from people not knowing shit, oh, Michelle Obama, she has a penis. She's been a woman the whole life. That's it. That's it, bro. You so know what where I'm do we go and, from and, here? And, I mean, if we can't win, no way, where do we go nah, from there's here? No way, there's, you see, the problem is there's no way to go, bro. It's just existing. Love your people. Love your family. Love your work, love your interests and hobbies. Do what you do. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. It's hard to beat. It's hard to beat what they put in the air. You understand what I'm saying? When you got twelve planes all going at once, you're gonna be depressed. You're gonna be suicidal. You're gonna not want to leave your house. You're gonna be violent. You're gonna feel like shit. You're gonna have problems with your breathing, with your skin, with your sexuality. With that, all those kinds of things, you know what I'm saying? Because of this stuff that's in the, that's there, that's, it's toxic, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, there's yeah. kind of no way, there's really no way out of that, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, we've looked, I've looked, I've thought about, well, what are we going to do in five years from now? And there's nothing you can do. It, it, there's nothing. Look what's happening, you know, with Palestine and Israel. This is something that has already been in books in a hundred years ago. And if you're going to follow that, that's World War Three. We already started that. Now we're like code orange of World War Three. So, you know, you look at that and you look at all these movies that are being made on Netflix. Obama and Michelle, they just executive produced the movie, which is weird, isn't it? Like, they're not movie producers, yeah. are they? You know, and it's like some end of the world thing with, with Julia Roberts. And, you know, I watched it. I'm like, I'm going to check it out. It's, it's creepy. Now they want to make movies. Okay. It starts out typical. And it's like some end of the world thing. And it's just ridiculous. So you have all these end of the world movies coming out. Civil War. I don't know if you saw the coming attractions for Civil War. No. Why would they make them? Yeah, check it out, bro. Look, look at the coming attractions for it. Why would they make that movie? Think about it. When you see it, you'd be like, yo, 
because it's about now. It's not like, oh, some time in the future, some time in the past. It's happening right fucking now. And they're documenting that. So it's like, how is, how is, you know, so it's almost more like a terrorist of we're not even in the same universe anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's a free-for-all. It's just a free-for-all. So all these movies are getting made, you're like, what the fuck is this? The end of the world, bombs, aliens, all this esoteric stuff, it's being bombed at you every second from every possible place, from music, from, from YouTube, from movies, from it's, it's everywhere, from books. It's never been more strong in that message. So the message is either take care of yourself or you're fucking doomed. There's no way out for anybody. And that's what they're pushing now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you got to take, you got to, you got to take the good with the bad, but you also have to kind of like exist in the middle where it's not going to be anything but a purgatory, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah that's, that's, that's wild, man. Cause I'm resonating. I'm resonating with that. Like super heavy. I'm actually finishing up the last documentary uh, for the year. Um, and it's a video titled the meaning of it all where I'm answering more so analyzing and answering the question, what is the purpose of life? And that's pretty much the same conclusion that I've came to. It's like, there's no, there's no good or evil. It's just what you're capable of doing, what you're capable of doing mm -hmm. with your will. Right. And unfortunately the people who regulate and rule this world have imposed their will more effectively than we have, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but yeah dude damn i was about to say something else uh, oh yeah so what what are your views on like the book of revelation do you think there's do you think there's any truth to the book of revelation or do you think it's more so like a blueprint that these people it's, are following it's, i mean it's a tough one i think it's like a blueprint for something because i feel in every in every religious book or deity there's similar characters there's similar stories um I think a lot of it is just indifference in the middle of that, you know? I think, like, yeah, revel Revelations is probably real to some extent, but it's hard to really tell where, the, where the, the source really is. So that's what's amazing, because the source could very well be an energy of God. It's great. That, that's great. You know, if that, was, if that was a fact, and it very well could be, that's fine in my book. I'm not going to be that guy that's fighting that, or doesn't love that it doesn't you know or couldn't appreciate that it just doesn't seem we're on that track and if we're on that track then the dude that's controlling everything is a real sick bastard you know because which yeah. you can see you know it's like we're created as humans you can see all these other elements that are going on around us that were created by something forces energies ideas it's just not it's not believable that it would just be everything man-made or man-constructed. You know, it's like the Mexican pyramids. That shit don't make any sense, bro. It doesn't make any sense. You go to um, you go to that island near Portugal that has all the that has all the heads. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Huge statues. It's like how were those brought there? Who brought them there? You know what I'm saying? It's like, and it's like for me, it just it just goes into this era. It's not really. Stuff from a thousand years ago is not really a thousand years ago. I don't really look at it like that. It's all now. It's not because time is, you know, like you said, you know what I'm saying? You go into quantum stuff. We're still, you know, there's people that time traveled. I mean, there's people that actually did that. 
There's professors with college degrees for 20 years that will tell you time travel is perfectly acceptable and perfectly real. So you take that, it's like everything is on a weird, dark slant, kind of. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. The future is now, man. <laughs> the new yeah. America. Yeah, yeah dude. We could go on and on, and we, we're definitely going to have to do a part two, dude, because... That's I mean, yourself. <clears throat> yeah, you got a lot of wisdom. You got a lot, a lot of information and experience. Uh, but real quick, for everybody listening, you know, definitely go check out Gore's music. Go check out the work he did with nonfiction, if you haven't already. Like, these guys were talking about all of this 20 years ago, you know. Um, but yeah, thanks again. Thanks again, uh, yeah, Gore. Bro. Any, any last words for the people? Anything you want to promote? And wh where can they find you? Um, you can find me on the internet. As far as records, I got a record coming out with um, me and Recognize Ali. He's this cat from Ghana. He's been he's been going crazy the last few years. He's got a mad workout, and um, and that's my G. You know what I'm saying? So we're almost done with that. We're trying to wrap that up. We're like almost in the mixing process. There was a little bit of a delay because somebody lost the hard drive. You know, so again. It's back to technology. You know what I'm saying we lost the hard drive for six months. Damn. The hard drive mysteriously is back now, so we can we can finish the work. Um, yeah, bro, just doing that record's called Mortuary Drape, and then after that, I'm doing a solo record. So it's going to be another solo record after that. Um, me and Bill are doing a record, just me and Bill. That's also for the future. Bunch of different stuff. Me and Chubbs, me Chubbs and Bub Styles. Um, we got something coming. Me and Blizz from Juice. Blizz from Juice is on my on, on Super Coven, which is my label. We're doing the vinyl for his drop. So his record, War Trophies. Um, I think the vinyl's dropping in mid 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 January. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff popping. I'm working on a bunch of stuff. A couple of scripts, you know what I'm saying? A couple, you know, so it's But I also have a visual aspect, yeah. you know, a storytelling aspect that, you know, I'm going to explore in the future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, bro, just day by day, bro. It's, it's, like, any, it's like anything else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Try Epic, to be positive, man. you know? Epic. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm glad you're still around and, and making art, dude. Yeah, you, you could definitely make a book, dude. Write a book or two about all this stuff. In the future. In the future, it's going to happen. Epic. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Yep. Well, yeah, man. Thank you again. Thank you for to everybody for listening. Um, That's what's up, bro. Yeah, man. Well, with that being said, thanks everybody and peace. Yo, peace, bro.